Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said, cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world of James William Peterson. So, A, I would never do it. B, with the cost of those things? Are you kidding me? This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Happy Monday, everybody. To all of Canada and to Canadian sports fans here in the United States, welcome to the RP Show. Coming at you live on Game Plus Television and live streaming on YouTube. And hello to our streaming audio listeners as well at rodpeterson.com. It's your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, and we're going to get into the entertainment portion of that today. In a second, you're going to hear why. Uh, Our guests include Dan O'Toole, the ageless and peerless Dan O'Toole. We love him. And uh, Trevor Harris of the Montreal Alouettes, who late last week wanted to come on the program and debate potential rule changes in the CFL that I'd like to see and he'd like to see. And we're going to involve the viewers on that, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun coming up in Hour 2. But we welcome to the program the lovely, talented winner of the Ted Lasso Lookalike Contest, Darren Moose-Dupont. How you doing, Moose? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I just noticed that I didn't put in my liners here, the script, but it won't take long. Uh, the sponsorship reads for the Great Western Weekend Photo Album. And actually, I'm going to do that while I'll call for it right now. You got the photos ready, Clark, I assume, as it's a Monday morning? Okay, we're good to go. Okay, let's, let's have a look. I didn't see Moose's photos. Are we opening with ours? Oh, no. Yeah, we're opening with mine. This is Boca Raton High School Stadium, Moose. I can't wait to have you down here. It looks very similar to a lot of Canadian university football stadiums, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. But for the palm trees in the north end zone, <laughs> which is a nice touch. So anyway, I stopped by there, took a photo, and it actually served as the photo for my weekend 10 things column, which you can read at rodpeterson.com. was very popular. Moving along. Uh, yeah, this was just, you know, a lazy Saturday hanging out at Pompano Beach, Florida. Shout out to my friend Rob, uh, Rob Fry and his wife, Christina. They were down here recently. I said, you got to check out Pompano Beach. So... There's that. That was just a Saturday. And then uh, lastly for me, Sunday, out for a walk. Stop by this beauty. Should RP get another Jeep? I don't know who put that on our social media story, Instagram story, but I like it. They're asking three grand for this thing, Moose, but it doesn't have a motor in it. And I got to tell you, I paid three grand for Big Bird. Yeah, three grand for Big Bird has provided me endless enjoyment, but I'm not spending $3,000 for a hunk of metal. They got to drop an engine in. By the way, the uh, weekend photo album is for Great Western Brewing Company. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. So it's a thumbs down on buying that Jeep. Over to you, sir. What do you got here? Yeah, this was on. This was Sunday. This was yesterday at the uh, Royal Saskatchewan Museum. Um, went and checked out the Banff Mountain Film Festival. They do a tour all over uh, Canada um, and take their little short films that uh, have been nominated. And uh, so we went and saw that two and a half hours last night. Really, really cool. Some really cool independent films there. I like to do that every year. And then on uh, Saturday, the night before, I was at the Rush and Roughnecks game. Calgary Roughnecks winning uh, that game over Saskatchewan 8-6. They've won all three meetings against the Rush this year. So the Roughnecks look like they're rolling towards the playoffs. The Rush are in some trouble. 
Well, how about that? There's our weekend photo album for Great Western uh, Photo, uh, sorry, Great Western Brewing Company. And we can ask our viewers to send in their photos as well. Do it via, via social media. We'll have a look at them that way. All right, let's roll into the Quick Six Show topics, if you don't mind, please, Director Jordan. <laughs> don't mind me. There's a gecko climbing up the wall again right to my left. That's why I was a little startled here. <clears throat> Number one. The Canadian men's soccer team is booking its ticket for Qatar. Canada secured a berth in the World Cup this fall with a 4-0 win over Jamaica in Toronto. Canada dominated the game in chilly conditions at BMO Field. Canada's only previous World Cup appearance came in 1986. I'm getting the bell out. I said I would get on board if Canada made the World Cup, and they have. Now, I didn't watch the game. I was watching Netflix, but I saw a lot of my good friends were there. Peter Labardius was all over it on Lou's social media. I'm sure you saw that. Moose Arash Madani was there. It looked great. 29,000 and change at BMO Field. Minus six. I think they froze the Jamaicans. Is that our thing here in Canada? Let's just bring up the uh, Central American teams and freeze them. Let's do that or the Caribbean teams, but whatever, they're going, and I've fallen down the rabbit hole of the coach, John Herdman. And I, I know that you soccer fans, you people that love soccer, have known all about John Herdman since 2013, but he's somewhat new to me. So he came over to run the women's national program. Now he's running the men's national program. And I, I saw the quotes after the game yesterday saying, I'm telling you, Canada is a legit football country. We're the reigning Olympic gold medalist in women's soccer. Now we're going to Qatar with the men for the World Cup. Did a little more reading. He's an Englishman coaching our national team. That's fine. There's just something about it. He's a real-life Ted Lasso. He's convinced Canada that you, you are worthy. You are great. We're all great. And we're going to run through that wall. And everybody runs through the wall for the guy. I think he's the greatest. John Herdman, like he's putting himself on the Mount Rushmore of Canadian sports. And he's not even from here. I love it. I love this story. Yeah, I'm late to the party. That's not rare. That's not new. I'm on board, Moose. I said I'd get on board if they did it, and they did it. That's my take on Canada's men's soccer team. How about you? That's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, yeah, it, it's fun when we can get swept up in it. And, and you know, I, I understand any hesitancy that anybody would have to get on board because it's just, you know, we've had such little success internationally. And especially on the men's side. And, you know, we've grown up in this hockey world, hockey world, hockey world, football too, and, and all of that. But you know what? We're, we're, uh, we're capturing the world right now. You know, Canada's capturing the world's attention. Everybody's taking notice. They're going to the World Cup. In a year where Italy just missed out on qualifying for the World Cup, they won the Euro most recently, and now they're not going to the World Cup, and Canada is. So that's really cool. Jasmine DeJarle watching on YouTube says he's a great coach who wouldn't want to play for a guy like that. I'm telling you, I sent you a quote this morning of his on trust within an organization, how you need to trust and have each other's back and cover their blind spots in order to win and how he took over a men's national team that was fractured and full of clicks and they didn't get along. And he's like, we're not going to win as long as this is the case. And thank God they listened to him. So anyways, yeah. I'm all over it. I love the comments. I'm trying to stay out of them for now. Give us a like on YouTube, by the way. I just like the show. Tell your friends we are live as I move on to point two. NHL. Johnny Tavares scored twice on the power play. Mitch Marner set up three goals in Toronto's 5-2 win against the Florida Panthers. 
In the National Hockey League, Austin Matthews found the back of the net for the 48th time this season, and goalie Peter Morazic made 30 saves. The Leafs were playing the second game in as many nights after dropping a 4-2 contest to the Montreal Canadiens a day earlier. Let me stop for a second and tell you, I opened the text line, I saw all the entrants into our Bet Regal contest. People were voting for the Leafs game, the Raptors game, but it was Todd B. in Red Deer that said his featured game of the weekend was the Canada versus Jamaica men's soccer game, and he picked Canada to win. Todd, congratulations. We will be in touch with you how to claim your prize. We need your mailing address and shirt and jacket size because we're going to send you out some gear from Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. So the Leafs beat Florida. I did talk to some Panthers fans on the weekend, Moose. I spread my love around Southern, uh, South Florida here. They're all excited. The Panthers only jacked the tickets by $5 a ticket for the playoff. Five bucks a ticket. There That's are junior it. hockey teams that have jacked, that have boosted their ticket prices more than that. So the Florida Panthers fans are all excited. They're going to the playoffs. It's going to be a long run, and it's not costing them that much more money. As a Leafs fan, what's your take on beating Florida but losing to Montreal on the weekend? Yeah, one up, one down. I mean, it was a really good game, I thought, against Florida at times. Uh, both those teams play really well. They have high-end offenses. Um, so it was a whole hum weekend. I mean, yeah, you don't like losing to Montreal, but you beat Florida. So um, they're trying to find their way for the playoffs. I'm okay with it. And, you know, Florida's going to be dangerous. That'll, that would be a fun playoff series if it happened. You are uh, watching the warm-up on Game Plus television. Shout-out to our boys and gals there at Game Plus. Uh, thanks for all you do for us. Mark Shifley scored the game winner with 9.7 seconds to go in overtime. I'm laughing because I just thought of the Orders Flames game. It just popped into my mind. <clears throat> Let me back up. Mark Shifley scored the game winner with 9.7 seconds left in overtime to lead the Winnipeg Jets to a 2-1 victory over Arizona. It was Shifley's second goal of the game after he put the Jets in front 1-0. And if Jenny Malkin scored his 13th career hat-trick and added an assist as the Pittsburgh Penguins drilled the reeling Detroit Red Wings 11-2, it was the franchise's first 11-goal game in nearly 30 years against, clearly, uh, and then to the Flames orders. It didn't start till 10 Eastern. I was long gone to bed by the time the orders and Flames faced off. Got up Sunday morning, looked at my phone. I'm like, what? 9-5 Flames over the orders. This is before I wrote my 10 things column. And I'm like, my God, the orders better hope they don't draw the Calgary Flames in the playoffs if they even make the playoffs. And then I dug into the stats and the liner a little further. And it was... Uh, Mike Smith or Koskinen allowed five goals on 12 shots. He was pulled early in the second period. Mike Smith allowed four shot four goals on 22 shots. You were calling the rush game, so you didn't see that game. That alone was sold out. I've seen the comments. How does Ken Holland look McDavid and Dreisaitl in the face for not getting the goalie at the trade deadline? I continue to wonder, Moose, what I'm missing. Have we, have we missed something here that the orders think that they're going to be fine the rest of the way with what they have? I know. It's just, it's so tough for that group and for the fan base too, because, you know, <clears throat> in McDavid's time, the Oilers have never been deeper up front. They've never had more talent up front, but the glaring weakness is in goal. And, you know, right now for the Oilers, it's like, you know, they have their best opportunity to try and take a run at a Stanley Cup, but without good goaltending, it's just not going to happen. I mean, 
yes, you like there's a chance that McDavid and Drysdale could outscore the bad goaltending problems, but it didn't happen Saturday. So it's going to be tough to do that on a consistent basis at the toughest time of the year. And it's really hard for Oilers fans right now. It has to be. It's unbelievable to me that they're not even in a wild card p- position. They're above it. They're third in the Pacific with 77 points. They're still only four behind L.A., but they're dropping significantly behind Calgary. They're now 11 back. But, I mean, yeah, listen, we've been it. We've been around the game our whole lives. Dan Holland's been around it longer. That's why I ask, what, what, what am I missing here? Because you can't, sure, you can win, the, like you said, the odd regular season game by outscoring the opposition. He augmented the blue line with Cody Ceci and Duncan Keith and a few tweaks here and there. But you can't win a Stanley Cup when you're allowing leaky goals. Forget about five goals on 12 shots. That's bad enough. You allow one bad goal in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you got to score two to get it back. Or if you blow a game, you got to win two to get it back. Oilers are going nowhere. That's a fact. Moving on, uh, point three. A bronze medal for Canada's Carrie Anderson. She beat Sweden's Anna Hasselberg 8-7 in the third place game Sunday at the World Women's Curling Championship in Prince George. Anderson made a hit for a single in the extra end. Switzerland's Silvana Turonzoni went undefeated to win a record third straight women's curling championship. She beat South Korea's Ng Jong Kim 7-6 for the gold. Prince George, great town. Wonderful bar up there called the Iron Horse. Uh, they say at the horse, we rock. And they do at the Iron Horse in Prince George. Take my word for it. Uh, point four, Blue Jays. The ball was flying out of TD Ballpark in Dunedin, Florida on Sunday. Philadelphia's Bryce Harper hit two of the Phillies' five home runs in a 10-5 win over Toronto. Vladdy hit one of three long balls for the Blue Jays. Toronto's preseason record slipped to 5-4 and four with the loss. Check the time. We've got a few minutes left here in this segment of overtime. This is going to carry over into the next after the break, though. Number one, we broke the story. Henry Burris is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I woke up Saturday morning, prayed to God like I do every morning. Then I grabbed my phone and checked it and had two people telling me that Henry Burris had gone to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm like, does it work like that? That fast? It did on Saturday. Uh, yeah, and Henry Burris, 10 days after joining the BC Lions as an offensive consultant, saying that he was not going to move to Vancouver, he was going to stay in Chicago, has joined Doug Peterson's staff with the Jacksonville Jaguars, digging a little more into it. Uh, I understand that he had an offer from the Colts, too. Now, I haven't talked to Henry other than he confirmed this report. It did not come from Henry, but we didn't have it wrong. We never do with our inside information. Um, if you're Henry Burris, let's just say, Darren, you got a choice between the Indy Colts and Matt Ryan or the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. If it came down to that, I'm sure there was far more to it than that, but I would have done what Hank would have done and gone to Jacksonville. How about you? Absolutely. You know, in Trevor Lawrence, you've got a generational talent. You know, maybe the, the, the best one to come into the league, you know, since Andrew Luck. That's what they're saying, right, about the opportunity that's in front of Henry Burris with, with this Jacksonville team. and. You know, they invested this offseason. They spent money in free agency. They cleaned up the coaching staff, brought in Doug Peterson. And there's a lot of good things happening in Jacksonville. So it's a really nice fit for Henry Burris. And, you know, it might not happen in year one, but they're going to enjoy some success. Uh, by the way, I'm going to pause for a second. Uh, Pink's 
Todd Pinkney, one of our P1s, writes in. He says, I'll be taking in some Florida playoff hockey at FLA Live Arena in May. Come on down, Pinks. There's some others. The Greek Freak says he's going to do the same thing. He's anticipating a Florida-Toronto Stanley Cup playoff first-round series. Boy, Moose, wouldn't that be fun? Come on down to Sunrise. There's plenty of room for you, trust me. Pinks, yourself, Greek Freak, whoever else wants to come down. Um, Andrew Stute, one of our regular viewers of P1, says the Penguins slapped the Red Wings around like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock last night. LOL. Um... That's our poll question. We're going to get to that when we come back. Jamie in Nova Scotia is watching. He says, let's congratulate the USASC women's hockey team for winning bronze at the Women's U Cup this past Sunday. You got it, Jamie. You just did. When we come back, we'll talk about NFL owners, GMs, and coaches meetings here in South Florida going on today. NHL GM meetings going on here in South Florida today. Rule changes we'd like to see. There's so much going on. Tell your friends. We're live now on Game Plus TV. YouTube live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.